Hello and welcome to the panelists, the British style panel show where I force four people to answer taxing questions in order to bring my innermost desires to life. Luckily, my innermost desire is just hosting a British panel show. Speaking of which, I'm your host, Kathleen DeVere, and this week I'm living my dreams, and I'm joined by Team SCV Rush, who unfortunately for them are also living my dreams. We didn't want to play StarCraft again, Tanner. Come on. Yeah, Zug Zug. And Team Hakarl Haka, who have a disgusting name and probably also deserve condolences, but for different reasons. We're the hot new cultural fusion you can't live without. Or with. Well, I'm glad someone can live without you guys. That's good news. And speaking of good news, good news! Aliens are real and they've come to Earth to party! Penultimate Commander Loas of the Krakafunian Supreme Space Corps has decided the best place for the 20,000 strong crew of the Buzzafungian Infinite Sum to experience 48 hours of well-deserved shore leave is Earth! And unfortunately, after a cascading failure down the chain of command, it has fallen to you to book the entertainment. So, do you take the crew of the Buzzafungian Infinite Sum to Burning Man and let nature take its course? Or do you book out all the available slots for an exhaustive tour of the Hormel Foods Spam Processing Plant and Associated Spam Museum and then presumably let nature take its course? Team Hakarl thing. Kathleen, if there's one thing that I know about ascended species from beyond the well of our gravity is that they are interested in learning. And what better place to learn all about the insides and the outsides of this denizens of our planet than the spam factory. It's true. Nutritious, delicious, and educational. I was convinced when you said insides and outsides you were gonna go for Burning Man. But hey, we get to go to Burning Man with aliens. Yeah. And they'll be like, only the second or third weirdest people you'll encounter there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I've, I've never personally been to Burning Man, but I've seen lots of pictures. And I'm not convinced aliens aren't already taking their shore leave there. Yeah, they'd be basically completely invisible. Have you guys ever been to a convention with your uh, with your parents? Of course you have. Who am I kidding? At some point in your life, you had to go to a comic book convention with your parents and explain to them across the whole time frame what the hell is going on at each glance. Imagine doing that, but to a group of people who have zero context about what is even human. Wow. And doing that at Burning Man, you are going to be spending all of your time explaining things and none of your time enjoying things. I think overall you're probably like in that same vein as well, like gonna have to convince them that we're not actually eating humans too. Like all they'll see is pink fleshy goop and just assume that we are also like eating each other. Yeah, this is how you keep them from attacking, is they're so horrified by the whole process. They'll spread it through the whole galaxy. Nobody's coming back to Earth. They're like, don't go to Earth. They're messed up. Why would you want that? Why would, this is our like first, like con, this is what Cameron has been waiting for his whole life. It's like contact with an alien species and you're gonna make them dick off and never come back and, by taking them to the spam factory? Yes, they will leave. And yes, they will never return. But guess what's staying behind? nice big fat contract for the human race to provide spam to an entire galaxy Ooh. of hungry but maybe not that well off aliens you literally just said they're so terrified they're not coming back at this like food stuff why would the rest of the galaxy want it 
And after they look at the spam factory, they're not leaving behind a contract, they're leaving behind a crater. Have you ever had deep fried spam? Yes, actually. I used to have uh, Friday nights were spam night in my household. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I spent some time in Hawaii. Spam has a huge tradition. It's like fine dining right there. Spam on everything. Spam. For when you want to eat meat and don't care what it is. Yeah. Hence the exports. It's going to be great. I think it works in both ways. I think they're going to be terrified that we've managed to weaponize meat. And then they're going to realize they can't live without it. I feel as though you've taken the definition of a weapon and like made it a very broad term. I don't consider a sausage grinder a weapon of mass destruction, but in this instance, it seems like that's what you're trying to do. Really, the worst thing that's going to happen to them at Burning Man is that some dot-com millionaire is going to try to convince them to take DMT. I think I just got a contact high from that concept because I've come up with a hell of a dot-com millionaire solution to this. Okay. We do weaponize spam, but not the way you're thinking. Now, hear me out here. What's the most difficult thing about intergalactic travel. That's right, time. Yes. Time Go is on. the difficulty. And why is it difficult? Because you need to be able to have enough food and supplies mm -hmm. to actually get yourself through your intergalactic journey. Yes. What keeps forever? Spam. It does, doesn't mm -hmm. it? By design. And, and what if we were to just construct enough spam and then shoot it out all through the cosmos? Amazing. Leaving emergency rations anywhere you might possibly need it. Yeah. Everywhere, in fact. It's going to take a lot to cover that much space, but, I mean, spam is basically infinite. Oh, well, that's where we get to part two. Ooh. We are going to inspire these aliens by our spam creation. Yeah. That they are going to take this factory, and yes, all that's going to be left is a smoking hole in the ground because they're going to attach boosters yep. and automation to the bottom yep. of this. They're going to send this up into space. They're going to send this to other planets. Yep. They will... Be those planets will be consumed by the Spam Factory. Peace will finally come to the galaxy no, because be hungry. all that will be left will be the explorers and the Spam. Yeah, we don't have to sell the exports, we sell the patent. And we just retire on that. Oh, you're a genius. I think you're kind of overselling a caseless hot dog. That sounds like the thinking of a human being. And that's a dangerous thing to assume when you're dealing with aliens. Why, mm -hmm. if you're taking them to Burning Man, they're going to see this Burning Man and think that this is normal and this is good. And they might just decide to help us with it. These are hardened space marines. Maybe they'll just decide that they prefer peace and lentils. Plus, you get to hang out in like a cool tent, and I'm sure they haven't slummed it in a little while. Give them a taste of the old country mm. in the desert. With regular mail service, apparently. Really? Yeah. Man, good for them. Yeah, no kidding. But also, I don't want to be the post officer that like has to go and like out to Burning Man. It's probably hot and smelly. We'll also try to be like, Dave Johnson, your mail's here, and like wading through like the throngs of people trying to yeah. find whose package this is. I just want to talk about Burning Man now. You've been to Burning Man? No, but I have a lot of friends who go, and yeah. it's way more organized than you ever imagine. 50,000 people, they construct a city. Oh, yeah. They, they build roads and they have addresses, so you actually know where you're going to be before you get there, which is why Post works. Yeah. So what you're saying is that it's a very well-oiled machine and would be a great thing to show off. you got to take them to the magic that is spam. You don't take them to the recreation of a city in the desert full of drugged-up hippies. You take them to the future of mankind, which is processed food. I think when you tell them that the future of mankind is in a spam factory, you're dooming us all. Yeah. It's quite probably one of our better creations in terms of not actually harming anyone. We could show the aliens our culture, or at least some of it. Or, or you could take Burning Man. So 
what we've decided is that Ian and Serge want to show aliens certainly how efficient people can be at rendering other inhabitants of the Earth into useless jellies. Uh, delicious paste. And passengers on this spaceship of ours. Mm, mm, mm. And Cameron and Ben also want to show aliens how efficient we are at turning other animals into useless jellies, but this time through the, the consumption of magic mushrooms and LSD and other psychotropic substances. So realistically, I think everybody's having a good time, probably except whoever is in charge of the Buzzafungin infinite sum and has to stay back on the spaceship and just get these wonderful pictures from wherever people are. So I'm gonna give you each one million points, Ooh. but I'm gonna give you guys an extra point because I think you're having more fun overall than going to the spam factory and museum, which you didn't even touch on, but apparently has many interactive exhibits and is a tourist destination. That's because we're focused on the future, Kathleen. Mm. I wanna live in the movie universe where we get to do some sort of spring break movie at Burning Man with an alien species. Well, if any Krakafoonians want to get a hold of me, I think I could uh, arrange for some fun vacation plans. So overall, good news! And in further, good news! You have woken from a deep sleep, and you feel refreshed and invigorated thanks to a hearty dose of Ambien. <laughs> the bad news is that you appear to be on stage about to begin a TED Talk to a packed auditorium. You have no idea what you're going to talk about or why you're there, but there is something telling you that whatever you do, it better relate to renewable energy in some way. So start talking! Welcome to our TED Talk. I am Ben. And, and I am Cameron. We're here to talk to you about a revolutionary new idea we like to call grapefruit. Thank you. Grapefruit is a bountiful source of renewable energy because, as my friend's research here has shown, it's got a lot of citric acid in it. Nope. Yes, it does. And through that citric acid, it turns the turbines of Progress. Absolutely. And you can use it as a battery like potato. Hey there, kids. I want to address the uh, people in the audience, but most importantly, I want to address the people that are back in on the YouTubes, back in, in home, watching themselves. These people in the room, they're not smart enough. You are, and you'll believe anything you read on the internet, especially mm -hmm. if it's read in my voice. Now, I want to tell you about gasoline. Mm. Now, some of you kids might think that, uh, you know, electricity is the way of the future. Things are going electric and that's going to be great. But what happens when that electricity runs out? You're going to plug your thing into the wall. Ain't nothing going to come out. Gasoline? You yeah. run out of gas? You go down to the store, you get some more. Boys, pump it right out of there. Fossil fuels, renewable. You know why they're renewable? Dinosaurs. There yeah. are millions of them. The whole planet's just full of them. Shh. Poke a hole in the ground, gasoline for days. Shit, they were dying for billions of years. Mm -hmm. They're still probably dying now. How long have we been around? Not longer than dinosaurs. That means there's way more of them than there ever was of us. A thousand years, that's it. Mm -hmm. Renewable, because it'll never run out. Fossil fuels are super not renewable energy resources. The only thing, the only next dinosaur that's going to die is the baby boomers, and let's face it, they're figuring out a way to fucking live forever. You know what the problem is with grapefruits, Ian? What's that? I don't know how to grow them. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to confuse the common folk with their big talk. Yeah, I ain't never seen a place where you can grow a grapefruit. Me neither. You know what I do trust, though? The gas station down the block. Hey, they're everywhere. I can see it. Mm -hmm. It's right there. I can touch it. You don't even know a grapefruit tree is real? 
I don't think so. I it sounds like a lot. I can't talk to a grapefruit farmer, but I can talk to a gas farmer. They're everywhere. Exactly. They're right there on the road. He'll tell me what it's worth. Mm-hmm. It says it right on the sign, $1.39. What's a grapefruit cost? I have no idea. Who knows? Could be 89 cents. Could have been. What about them palmellos and big grapefruits? Oh, God. Sometimes they're spiky? Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't trust it. A timeout. <laughs> I know we're in this magical TED Talk universe right now, but five yep. seconds ago you said you didn't know what a grapefruit was, but you know what a fucking pomelo is? A Which, by the way, you then said a big grapefruit. <laughs> I can say what I want. <laughs> There's no logical consistency here. No. It's a tip. I feel cheated. <laughs> I, I will point out that you guys were all on a lot of Ambien, so you know, logical consistency maybe isn't your strong suit at this point. Hmm. But please, continue this fake TED talk for my amusement. Grapefruit promise great amounts of synergy. Yes, and connectivity. They're revolutionary in our new information-driven economy. And they have got both great links to the world and and the surrounding environment and one cool attitude, which we're revolutionarily calling Linkitude. The future. Gas made of family values. All the dinosaurs were one family, they all died, and they became gasoline. Family values. Mm -hmm. Togetherness. I'm glad you clapped. You'd be the only one in the TED Talk area that would probably clap to that in the first place. Hi, a uh, question from the audience. How do I grow grapefruits if I don't have grapefruit seeds? Go down to literally any grocery store and you can buy yourself a grapefruit and pluck those seeds out. There you go. You've got a grapefruit tree. They're open source. Do you know what a grapefruit's made of? No idea. Hell if I know. Right? You know what gasoline's made of? Carbon? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah, we can name every ingredient in it because mm -hmm. it makes sense. It's for the common people, and that's why it's the only thing we can trust. You know what a grapefruit is made out of? Grapefruit! It's homogenous. That sounds like one of those fancy definitions where if you have to use the word to explain what the word is, that's a bad explanation. I believe it's called a tautology. Mmm. We prefer to call it intellectual marketing. Grapefruit is grapefruit. TM. Gas. Gets you where you're going. Fast. You know what doesn't give you gas? Grapefruit keeps you regular. You know, Serge, there's one thing I know about grapefruit. Mm-hmm. They're for eating. Mmm. You know what I don't like? What's that? People wasting food. Mm. While there are starving children all over this world, they can use a grapefruit. I see that Sarah McLaughlin commercial, I just start crying, and I hear these fellas, instead of feeding them, trying to turn it into fuel. These kids in developing countries driving for miles, miles, just to find food. They can't find nothing. They keep going and going, fill up after fill up, but no food to be found because it's all been turned into some sort of grapefruit battery. It's a conspiracy. Cameron, you know what the best part about grapefruit is? I would love to learn, Ben the multitude of uses. Because it truly is a renewable energy source in which you can grow and have farms, acres and acres of grapefruit. You can use it in so many ways, not just for energy. You can, in fact, use it for food. You can, in fact, use it for a helmet. Really, there's so many things you can do with grapefruit. We're not relegated to one thing. Unlike gasoline, which if you eat it, you Kills won't need you. to eat any more, I guess. I saw a really amusing YouTube video where a grapefruit was used in a, uh, a sexual technique demonstration. 
So, you know, multitude of uses right there. Sexual education, mm. very important for the future. Google the grapefruit technique. Don't Not Google the grapefruit technique. <laughs> Put on your headphones first. <laughs> you want some good ASMR? Get up in there. Serge, I'm going to let you in on a little tiny secret here. Mm -hmm. Gas doesn't come out of the ground by itself. You have to take the oil and break it apart. But you get gas. Mm -hmm. They're talking there about them grapefruits I hear on the internet. Some sort of te sexualized technique. Deviants. Sinners. You know what's better than the grapefruit for that? What's that? Petroleum. Holy moly. You get that good lube bits. Never gonna dry out. Mm -hmm. Grapefruit is water-based. Don't use gasoline. Ever. Especially not on your genitals. Let me tell you, if you get some oil on your skin or some really ground and dirt, nothing like a little bit of gasoline just release that there. It's true. Take care of stains too. Speaking of cleaning, you mm -hmm. know what a lot of cleaning products like to smell like? Educate me, Ben. Why grapefruit, my oh. good friend Cameron. Delicious. Name the one time you had any sort of product at Shoppers Drug Mart labeled gasoline petroleum dandy. <laughs> There's one advantage gasoline has a cleaning product. You know what that is? Well, aside from speed, effectiveness, and uh, renewability. Mm-hmm. Biggest, biggest advantage here, though. If you don't like it, you can't get it clean. You light it up in flames, and it's gone forever. The ultimate cleanliness. Mm-hmm. In conclusion, I would like to leave you with this final thought. A grapefruit. An apple. We present the grapple fruit. Ugh. Coming this fall. So that's gasoline in a nutshell. Clean, efficient, and renewable. Infinite. We've been working really hard on gasoline for the past few years. We'd like to thank all the families of the people who've been working on it with us. Uh, and we're just really excited to get gasoline into your hands and see what you do with it. Okay, well, um, that was kind of a disastrous TED Talk all around. But I feel like you guys really captured your inner Albertan there. Great self-exorcism. Do you feel dirty? Only the mouth parts, so I'll have to wash them out with gasoline later. And uh, how do you guys feel about your TED Talk? Are you selling people grapefruits, grapple fruits, or just alternate sexual techniques that they should Google on their own time? At this point, really, it's just a competitor to Apple, I think. Yeah, I feel that we are the next great information product. They contain DNA, I think. Probably? Question mark? The seeds, sure. They have cells that have nuclei. They, they must have some instructions on how to self-replicate. Hmm. They're not like, you know, an alien spore or something that takes over other fruits. Yeah. 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 Grapple yeah. fruits. They have DNA. So I think based on the strength of those arguments, okay, no strength whatsoever from either team, I am going to give it to Team Grapefruit because they at least were like somewhat talking about renewable energy in a very circuitous and terrible battery-driven way. So I will give you guys one point and you guys one point. So our final score is one million and two to one million and one. Thus Ooh, clinching close. it for close. Team Cameron and Ben. Uh, so. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been The Panelists.
apple. A grapple fruit. <laughs> Coming next fall. Uh. I could you guys do that one more time without me go without me like yeah. audibly snickering? <laughs> was that what you were going with? No, I had no idea. I was hoping you would like I was like, oh shit. <laughs> a single bead of sweat forms on my temple. I came in a hot second where I was like, is he gonna keep going? No, no, he's waiting for me. An apple. <laughs> Can we do our first ever stinger on the panelists? Oh, we might have to. That was yeah. so good. 